Welcome back to another episode of the Homeschool CEO Podcast. In today's episode, I am talking to Lindsay Johnson from Verity & Co. We chat about brand messaging, how to write compelling copy that converts, as well as what it means to be a legacy entrepreneur. Oh, and did I mention we talk about how to do it all while homeschooling four kids under eight years old. Lindsay shares with us what doesn't happen in our home, what is never caught up, as well as how she works in little pockets of time. So if you're wondering how we can make this all work, today's episode is for you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. All right, today, you guys, you are in for a treat. I have Lindsay with us, and I just want to take a moment and welcome you to the show. Lindsay, go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience today. Jen, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's such an honor. I am Lindsay Johnson. I am a wife, a mama of four. Um, My family and I live in northern Wisconsin. So I like to say if you go one mile farther north, you're going to hit Lake Superior. That's how far north we are. And we just love, love, love living by the big lake. Um, I've been born and raised here and now raising um, my little family in the same neck of the woods. And it's been really special. So for my business, I am the owner and lead designer and writer at Verity & Co., And I help female entrepreneurs who are either scaling their business or rebranding really refine their marketing messaging and their copy. So it's a mix of brand strategy and really digging into the words that you use to market your business, either on your website, like your website copy, social media, email management systems, like all the words that you put out there are your messaging for your brand. And it either is attracting the clients you want or not. And it's a huge piece, especially as businesses grow and scale. I also have a brand new podcast called The Legacy Entrepreneur, which has been so fun. Definitely like a mix of a passion project and also related to the business. So kind of learning the ropes on balancing all of that. Um, I homeschool the kiddos. So they are eight, six, three, and four months. So the two oldest are in second and first grade. And then my daughter is the three-year-old, busy, awesome, fun, bouncing off the walls. And then we have a little boy at the end who's four months. So that is, that's me. Wow. You are busy, busy. And I just want to tell everybody in our audience, if you have not had a chance to check out Lindsay's podcast, it is amazing. I love it. I love to review. It is so good. I really recommend that everybody check that out. Just wanted to put that plug in there for you, Lindsay. Thank you. Oh, you are welcome. And so all everybody that comes on the show homeschools and runs a business. Like that is how we get on our show. That is who our people are. Either they already run a business and homeschool or they're look they already run a business but they're looking mm. to start homeschool. Just so you kind of know like who our people are here at Homeschool CEO. So in our podcast we always talk about both because as homeschool CEOs, we really are a blend of our business and our homeschooling because you can't really take one without the other. You know, it's not a balance, it's a harmony. You know, it's a dance between the two. So we kind of take it 
deep dive into what works, what doesn't, how your journey got started, that kind of stuff. So your kids are, you said eight, six, three, and mm-hmm. we got yes. a baby. Three and then, then baby. Super, super busy. So did you homeschool first or did you start your business first? What what was the beginning part? I started my business first. So we had the two boys. They were like two and a half and maybe nine months old when I started the business. I started out as basically a VA for a local marketing company, um, a relative of my husband's. I was a VA without really knowing what a VA actually was. I just knew I was assisting him with his marketing company and learning websites and writing copy and designing brands and like all the things that I do now. It's actually really hilarious to look back and know that I was learning all these things. And I was just a VA doing my, just doing my gig as this mom of two. And he moved on to something else. And so I decided to just why not start? Why not start my own business? I can design websites. I can do all these things for digital marketing. I didn't ever want to have like a career outside of the home anyways. So I dabbled in jobs before we had kids. Um, but once we had babies, I just wanted to be home with them. And then working for this, this digital marketing um, agency essentially made me realize that I really love the creative parts. And I missed, I missed that. And I wondered how I could spin it to do my own thing. So this was in the fall of 2014. That is amazing. I love how like God always works it out that we're learning the skills we need all along the way until one day he wraps it up in this beautiful little package for us and says, okay, now you have what you need to branch out on your own and do this. That was kind of my experience too. Like I look back over the last 16 years and think, wow. Never when I was going through it did I think that these experiences would prepare me for where I am now. I don't know if you felt that like you just look back and you're I'm in amazement of how everything was so beautifully orchestrated. So when you branched out on your own, so you do copywriting and messaging and brand strategy, correct? Mm-hmm, yes. Okay. So can you tell our audience why that is so important, especially in today's marketplace? Yeah. So when I started, I was doing kind of all of the things and then focused on websites and then realized you couldn't have a strong website unless you had a strong brand to as the foundation of your business. Um, and people would come to me for a website and their branding wouldn't be as strong as, as I feel like it could be to continue their momentum and the business growth that they wanted. So if that was something they had a desire for, I would offer that as well. And then I came to realize that the copy and the messaging, so the words on the website were equally as important. So I like to separate branding essentially into these three buckets. Like you have your visuals, um, your logo and colors and fonts and all the really fun, pretty things like the graphic designer would do for you. And then you have your website and hopefully it's working for you to get you clients and to be very um, like descriptive of what you do. So people know that you're the person that they need to help them to solve whatever problem you solve in your business. But then the messaging, if your messaging isn't strong, if your words aren't strong, it's not going to let people take that next step with you if it, you're not clear on who you serve, who you are as a company, and what you offer. Those three specific things, if you're not very clear on it, people get confused. And if people get confused, then they're going to move on to the next person who might be able to try help them. So that's kind of why I centered on messaging 
and really last year kind of niching down into that service. And one, because it's my favorite of all the three buckets. Like I love all of them, but it's definitely what lights me up and what I've had, like my education's in English. I I have, I'm an English major. So like, again, you were saying all these things that God lines up and we look back and we go, wow, this is him laying the path for us as we go throughout our life. So just like I was a VA and then my bachelor's degree is in English, all these things kind of laid the path for me to really focus on messaging. And it's because I really want, especially women business owners, to be so confident that their messaging is communicating the heart of what they do and that their audience is very clear on how they can be helped and served and grow their business in that way. Yes. And I find that so many people, but especially women, really struggle in this area, really struggle to find their brand voice and what would you say to somebody who is kind of in that situation where maybe their words on their website, their copy is kind of vague and they're not turning their audience into clients and they don't know what's going on? Like, where would you suggest that they start with that? Their brand voice and messaging and all of their marketing communication really comes down to kind of how the two marry up. So, like, you have your business owner. And the business owner needs to be really clear on who they serve and what they offer. Then they also need to be really clear, whether that's through market research or um, just different ways of finding out how their audience speaks and what their audience is really looking for and targeting like pain points and struggles and how these people are feeling before they get to work with you. And then thinking about how they're going to feel afterwards. So just taking like web design as an easy example, if someone has a website who is, and they're just not happy with it, it feels old and outdated and it doesn't say the right things and it just doesn't fit their brand anymore. And they don't think their audience is feeling like they're for them. They're feeling, they're, they're struggling because they don't have time to fix it. So they're like all these pain points, but afterwards, if they have a website that converts their ideal client to clients and customers. They're going to be over the moon excited and you want to recognize like the after, the befores and the afters in their messaging to really feel confident in that what you are sharing with the world is what your clients are going to get when they work with you. That is so good. And I imagine after this airs, you know, you're going to have people reaching out to you being like, please, please help me write my copy because copywriting is, it's hard. Like finding that voice and something that really communicates and pushes the needle forward and drives your potential audience, you know, into clients to make, like to move them forward into motion. That is such a valuable skill. So you had your business and then you decided to homeschool. So what made you decide to homeschool? I am a homeschool graduate actually. And my husband is as well. So just growing up that way made us both feel like it's probably something God was going to want us to do when we had kids of our own um, for the reasons of just keeping them with us. Like I miss my kids when they're gone. I'm not saying that every day is a walk in the park because it certainly is not, but we really wanted to instill strong family values in our kids and be able to have a little more control over what they were learning. And so being homeschooled myself had a huge role in in the decision-making process. So what was it about you and your husband growing up? Because not every person who was homeschooled shares that same opinion. Like I talk to 
adults all the time that were like, oh, we were homeschooled and we hated it. We would never homeschool our kids. But you and your husband obviously had a good experience. So what was it that made it a good experience for the both of you that then propelled you to decide to do it for your own children? My parents did a really good job of having us do other things. So we weren't at home all day. Um, we were involved in a lot of things at church, music lessons, uh, a lot of sports. So here in Wisconsin, we could do community-based sports up until like traveling team age of like seventh grade. And even now that has changed that homeschool kids can participate in the public school activities throughout high school if they desire. So just having that option to participate in things um, alongside my cousins. So my cousins were in public school, but I was homeschooled and we could still participate in very similar things. Growing up was a blast, like playing soccer together. So having my parents really, really um, involved in making sure we were doing other things and not just staying home played a role in, in wanting to homeschool. And honestly, I can... I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be home because I know some people might think that I was sheltered from a lot of things, but I do feel like I was protected. So it was more of a protection than a sheltering from my perspective. Now, looking back when I was in high school, I didn't always think that. I mean, there were a lot of things like, well, I would kind of like to go to prom, but I can't because I just can't, but it would be fun. But looking back at it, I'm like, prom wasn't necessary. And I was saved from a lot of struggles. Not that struggles are bad, but I'm just grateful for that kind of like protection that it gave me. And I'm grateful for that. And hopefully our kids will look back and not think of it as sheltering either. So we want to be the fun parents. Like we want them to do music lessons and sports and all sorts of activities and not be boring, but still provide that sheltering and just try to give them the best God honoring life that we can even though we are humans and far from perfect. Yes. You know, it kind of reminds me of something my pastor used to say, you know, kids are going to encounter the world soon enough. So why do we want to throw them in before they're really adequately prepared to deal with those things? Because there's a big difference between an older teenager or an eight-year-old. You know, they're going to process bullying different because they have different preparations, different emotional levels. So I I completely hear what you're saying as far as, you know, you weren't sheltered, you were protected. And that's how we kind of process that too. You know, it wasn't that we were keeping our kids away from everything because we did lots of things with the public school um, and local activities and stuff too. So that's really interesting to hear your perspective because I know a lot of our parents are first generation homeschoolers, you know, they're Mm. entrepreneurs first. And now they're like, what if we mess our kids up? What if they hate it? You know, I mean, in today's world, like right now, all the kids are home. So now we have a lot of entrepreneurs going, maybe this wouldn't be so bad. But I think your perspective as a homeschool graduate is so valuable because they want to know what does this look like on the other side? So then did you, did you go to college? I did college, but mostly online actually. Okay. Because I, yeah, I know you had said you had an English or your major was in English. So I assume so interesting. My one son did online college too, because it just, he could learn faster versus having to go to a, you know, to the actual classroom and stuff. And he was used to independent study. So kind of like that as well. Yeah. So how do you make it all work between, oh, I mean, you have a new podcast that I also want to talk about here in a minute. So you've got your podcast and your business and homeschooling. So what does a typical day for you look like? 
A typical day for us normally starts out with homeschooling the boys. I really try my best to get those couple hours of dedicated school time in with them. They are still really little, second and first grade, so we can crank out their bookwork in just a couple of hours, depending on how much they are focused, which varies from day to day because they are boys and they just want to be outside playing in the woods. And I really can't blame them, but I can't let them slack on their bookwork either. (laughs) So after that, then I really try to dedicate afternoons to working as much as I can. But there are pockets of the day that I find time to work. And that is just how I've learned to do it, always being home with the kiddos and building a business. And my husband works a 410s schedule, which is very nice. So he's always home on Fridays. And he's been great. Like he's the best teammate I could have in life and in the business because he understands that I need at least four hours on Friday to sit down and work, whether it's client work or working on, you know, goals in the business itself. So Fridays are kind of my day. Um, In the summers, it looks a little different because I don't always want to work when he's home in the summers and we could go do fun things. But yeah, sometimes I work on the weekends. It's just finding those little times, like working in the margins, and I've become pretty good at working in the margins. My mom has also been amazing and helps with childcare once in a while. She lives nearby. So normally once a week, I can bank on her taking all four kiddos and feeding them lunch and also having a day to really focus on work. So without that support system, I wouldn't be where I am today. Oh, that is awesome. So then do you use like time batching or time blocking or how do you work your schedule even like within your work schedule? Yeah, I try to do the most important things first. I try to do the proactive things first. I'm not a huge like time blocker essentially. And when I have a lot of client work to do, that's when I'll block out my afternoons to to really crank that kind of work out. But one thing that's gotten me far is to like let my email go until later in the day because emails can wait. They're not fires that I need to put out. But if I I open a can of worms and then I open my email and there's five things I feel like I need to respond to. And then that really sucks time out of my day. I hear you. I kind of feel that way with social media too. Even Mm. like with our Facebook group, I have to be careful when I go in because sometimes it gets going and I'm in the zone talking with people and like, or Facebook messenger. So same thing, but I'm the same way with email. I let all of that wait until later in the day so I can focus on the stuff that's most important first. And that's what I tell a lot of entrepreneurs who are looking to homeschool, like put your important things first, but your homeschooling, if whatever is the most important there, put that first and then put your business stuff first, then the other stuff, you'll find time for that. Like it will happen. And if it doesn't happen, that's still not the end of the world, but it it makes such a difference when we put those important things first. Don't you agree? A hundred percent. I haven't been caught up on laundry in like a year, but (laughs) it's okay because (laughs) it's okay. Everything's clean. It's just not put away but it's not priority. Like my kids are fed and my business is doing well and we're getting schoolwork done. So if the laundry can't get put away completely before the next round goes through the wash, I've learned to be okay with that. Yes. And you know what? We we just keep it real. I'm, I'm the same way or dishes may not totally get done some days and that's okay. Like just keep moving forward. It is okay. It's a season of life, especially when you have four littles. You know, I know we have other entrepreneurs that are listening that have a house full of little ones. And 
The thing is, some things will never get caught up because it's a never ending cycle and all of that is okay. Like we talk a lot about letting mom guilt go. You know, we don't have to have everything perfect. We all have struggles. We all behind the curtain, there's laundry and dog barking and, you know, all of those things. That's real life and that is okay. So now I know that you just started a brand new podcast. So I want to just touch on that really briefly. So how did the podcast come about? The podcast was. An idea that was born, oh man, probably a year and a half ago, actually. I've been sitting on it for a long time. I was a part of a group program that really helped me get a handle on the back end of my business and then really focused on things like visibility planning and like, what's my business going to look like in the future? And I've always had this idea of like, legacy is a really cool concept for a business. And it's not like a legacy business like Ford or these vehicle companies that have been in business for, you know, 100 years. It's more like how can specifically women business owners leave a legacy in their own right? Typically like faith-based just because that is where I am coming from. I believe that everything that I have comes from my good, good father. And I want that to reflect um, in everything that I do. So the podcast really encourages women to to create a legacy life within their families and within their business. And that looks different ways for different people. And I'm just really excited that I took the leap and made it happen. I mean, it's been a long time coming and here it is. And it's a little bit surreal. Yes, that is awesome. So, okay. So now we have, so you have these three separate balls in the air. You've got homeschooling, you've got your other thriving business. Now you have this podcast. So how do you take care of you? Like, how are you doing self-care to make sure that Lindsay is taking care of so that you're not burning the candle at both ends and exhausted all the time? Because I know that's how some of our moms feel. So they're looking at women like us going, what do you do? I'm not good at self-care, but I know it is so important. So I am, I try to get outside several times a week to go for a walk by myself. And it's so much better now. So we're in Wisconsin. And it's finally like getting lighter later here now that it's daylight savings time. So I can actually go for a walk after supper and it just helps me clear my head. Sometimes I listen to music or podcasts and sometimes I just walk in the silence. And that's honestly normally the best thing for me is to walk in silence. And the other thing I've just learned is that some things don't get done at the end of the day, whether I want them to or not. And I have to be okay with letting them go and going to bed. Because I I have somewhat of like the high achieving workaholic tendencies within me that can definitely overtake everything that I'm doing if I'm not careful. Because I, I just love what I do. And I love producing good things and creating like being creative. Um, but yeah, self-care normally looks like getting outside, checking out the lake, going for a walk. Um, It's really good when I can close my laptop for a whole weekend. Yes. You know what, though? That is something that I'm just now getting to. But now with homeschool CEO, like I'm kind of back in the trenches. But I was just to a point where I could close everything down and my clients knew that I wasn't available on the weekends. And I think that's a big thing, especially with homeschool CEOs, because we have so much going on anytime that we can just block off even a day where we're not working and we're not necessarily doing the structured book work for homeschooling, but we're just, we're just being mom. We're just being wife. If you're married, you know, just things like that. And just, 
just being who we are separate from all of these other external identities Mm. that we have for ourselves. I think that is so important. Yes. Just a couple of weeks ago, actually, I was feeling a little burnt out, like working really, really hard to create something new. This was right before the podcast launched, actually. And I was I was thinking like, I needed something else. Like there's something else I'm supposed to be doing and I don't know what it is and I can't figure it out. And I took a whole day off. I didn't open any social media apps. Like I still texted if someone texted me. So I opened my phone, but I didn't open my computer. And I was just like, I'm just going to be and enjoy my kids and really watch them and really be there for them and just have a good day. And at the end of that day, it's so crazy. God hit me with the idea of the mastermind that I launched the same week that the podcast launched. And it was like 80%. Like this idea was 80% complete in my head. I just like wrote everything down. And it was, it was cool because it like God gave me this after like almost surrendering in obedience to him saying like, Linz, you need a day with your family. The business will be fine. And I don't want to say it was like a reward for doing that, but it was like, wow, like, thank you, God, for doing that for me. And it was just so awesome. Yes, that is so powerful. I've had those moments too, where when you can just step out and it's, I think it's a good reminder that it's not always us driving the wheel, you know, going forward. Like sometimes there's stuff outside of us, you know, God, I know there's some people that listen that aren't necessarily Christian universe, whatever, that. There are other forces at work and it's not always just me, me, me having to do it all. Because when we take that perspective that it's all us, we have that pressure all Mm. the time to keep moving forward. But the crazy thing is when you can step back and just be like, just be. And I think that is so powerful and it's so difficult for so many of us, especially high achieving driven women, because we're just go, go, go. I mean, we just tend to be more type A personalities because we have to, to do all of these things. I mean, I don't, I don't meet too many type B, you know, laid back, phlegmatic personalities that are doing all of this because we have to have an inner drive to go forward. But when we can step back and just be, that's so powerful. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. So If you were sitting down for coffee with an entrepreneur who is considering homeschooling, so right now they have a thriving business and they're wondering like, can I really do this? Should I really do this? Um, What advice would you give them? I would first of all say it is not for everyone to do this. And if you ultimately decide that it's not for your family or you give it a try and a year down the road, you're like, it's just not working. My kids are not thriving. They would thrive in a different environment then it's, it's no reflection on you. It's no reflection on your kids or your household or your family or anything like that. So it's not for everyone, but for those who find that they want to try it, it can be so, so amazing and so freedom giving and life giving to have just a different outlook on life, a different pace to your family. It really changes the pace. I think of how fast you feel like you need to go. Um, yeah, it's, I love it and hate it some days because I have a lot going on. (laughs) So I just, I don't want anyone to ever feel like, well, I probably should do this. So my kids turn out better or whatever kind of like ideas you're feeding yourself. But if you do want to do it, I would say go for it because it's doable. It's challenging, but it's not impossible 
to have a thriving business and to have a really strong family unit and, and add something like homeschooling into the mix. So, so good. Well, Lindsay, I just want to thank you for being here. So tell our audience where they can find you online. Thanks so much for having me, Jen. Yeah. So everyone can find me at my website, which is verityandco.com. And that is where I do all my brand messaging and strategy and copywriting work. And then if you want to check out the brand new podcast, that is at legacyentrepreneur.co. And everybody, we will have the links for all that in the show notes so you can check Lindsay out. Like I said, I highly recommend going to the podcast. And if you need any copywriting, please reach out to her. Let her know that you heard about her here on the podcast. And thank you again, Lindsay. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Wow. Lindsay was amazing. I loved how honest and authentic she was. You know, when she said that her laundry is never caught up, How many of you were shaking your head and said, yeah, girl, I feel you. I am there too. I would just encourage you to check out Lindsay online and check out her new podcast and do me a favor, DM me and let me know what was your biggest takeaway from this episode. I love hearing what you have to say about each of our guests and knowing if the topics resonate with you. So I look forward to hearing from you soon. Hey friend, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.